We are living in one of the greatest times in history in our evolution. For the last 80,000 plus years, we have been taken care of by the program, by the matrix, and that time is ending. So since 1781, since becoming a nine center being, our value is now not tied to what we're doing, who we are. Our value is inherent. everyone and welcome to another episode from Mad for Purple. Today I'll be talking to you about human design. Not only what it is, but how it can also be used for healing. So with many things I have the fun answer and I have the more serious logical answer. I'd be interested to hear as we go along this podcast journey which you like to hear first. So today I will start with the fun answer. So what is human design? Well if you've ever taken a personality test it's the most accurate results you'll ever receive because unlike a quiz where you're like oh well I could be A but I really really to be and then you just end up picking one where with human design because it's all based on your birth date time place there's no fudging the answers now the more serious definition of human design (laughs) it's a system that combines the I Ching eastern and western astrology the Kabbalah the Hindu chakra system and quantum mechanics and by using your birth date time and place this creates a chart and this chart shows how you are a unique being. It provides a foundation for who you are and the highest expression of that energy. So learning and living this intel can have a profound effect on your self-image by making the unconscious conscious, by following one strategy and authority, by using your body's consciousness as a decision-making tool, and bringing the self-image and the ideal self closer together, as we discussed in episode one. This then frees up the mind from overwhelm, anxiety, and decision fatigue. Now, if you don't have your chart yet, you can head over to madforpurple.com where you'll enter your birth details and I will then pull your advanced chart for you and send it to you via email. And what I'll do is I'll post a picture of a chart on my website under this episode. I'll also make sure and link it in the show notes so that you have something to reference as we go through this episode. So when you're looking at the chart, what you're going to see is a whole bunch of colors, a whole bunch of shapes, a whole bunch of lines, and this is your body graph chart and each person's chart is completely unique to them. So each chart consists of nine centers, which are the shapes. You see the, the triangles, the squares, the diamonds. There's 36 channels, which are the lines that are running between those shapes. And then there are 64 gates, which are the numbers within the shapes that the lines are running between. So each center channel and gate represents a specific archetypal energy. The color of the center or channel or gate represents if an energy is defined, undefined, or open. So no matter what color, whether it's black, red, green, yellow, brown, no matter what color, if it's a color, that means it's defined. If it's white, that means it's undefined or open. So defined means having consistent access to an archetypal energy, where undefined and open means having inconsistent access to that same energy. We only have access to them through other people and the planetary transits. When experiencing energy through other people, it is their flavor. It's their unique expression for good or bad that is being received by that open gate, open center, open channel.
now, which makes the areas in white our greatest sources of conditioning. Now, we talked more about conditioning in the previous episode, so if you haven't listened to that yet, I suggest you do after this. Now, distraction and incorrect motivation are literally built into the mechanics of the Maya, keeping us in our minds, in our not-self themes, which can impact our self-image and create incongruency. We are living in one of the greatest times in history in our evolution, in my opinion. Prior to 1781, when we were seven-centered beings, we were not energetically equipped to self-actualize in the way that we are now as nine-centered beings. We've never had a greater opportunity to heal and self-actualize as we do now. For the last 80,000 plus years, we have been taken care of by the program, by the matrix, and that time is ending. We will have served our genetic purpose for mutation, and the generations after 2027 will benefit from that. Healing allows us to take all of those experiences we've had and turn them into wisdom. Now this wisdom becomes part of our outer authority, our integrity, and our authenticity. So if you're wondering what the difference between being a seven-centered being and a nine-centered being is, I think one of the easiest ways for me to describe it specifically is where the identity center and the heart center, where they have split. So prior to 1781, those two centers were a single center. So think of the people that their last names are like Smith. They literally took on the name of their occupation. So since 1781, since becoming a nine-centered being, our value is now not tied to what we're doing, who we are. Our value is inherent. So how can we use human design for healing? Number one is get a reading. You can Google a ton of information on your chart, but a human design practitioner or reader can really put it all together for you in a very non-biased, empowering way. I know how I do my readings. It's much like a conversation. So as things come up, usually what I'm sharing will bring up experiences, memories, that kind of thing. And then you're able to share that and I'm able to tie that to what I'm seeing in your chart. Number two, at its most basic, it's following your personal strategy and authority so that you avoid making decisions out of the energy that isn't yours. So outside of other people's energy, outside of the planetary influences, and avoid making decisions from your mind. Because the mind is a very tricky thing and it's easily tied into fear and ego. Where with human design, what we're looking to do is to tap into our body wisdom and our intuition. So learn as much as you can about your strategy and authority and get the mind on and then let the body take the lead. Number three, look at your open centers. What are the themes of those centers? How are you experiencing them? Is this in a joyful way or in a fearful anxiety way. If it's yes to the fear and anxiety, and as much as you can in the moment, just bringing awareness to things, we're able to shift the energy and then release those patterns. Number four, look at your undefined centers. Which gates are activated in those centers? Are you expressing the shadow or the light? Again, become aware as you move through your day, and especially in interactions with others, because it's in relationships that we really tend to see what's being expressed. Number five, surround yourself with people, places, and things that feel really good. This will support your openness, your undefinedness, as well as your aura. And speaking of auras, you're going to want to listen to the next episode here on Mad for Purple, where I'll be going into human design environment, which is all about supporting your aura. When you think of your aura, it's your energetic boundaries. And for any of those of you that are highly sensitive or empathic, having a strong, 
strong aura is very protective of your energy, of your body, of your well-being. Number six, stop making promises or commitments on the spot. Now, the majority of people are emotional beings, meaning that they shouldn't be making decisions spontaneously. They're meant to be waiting out their emotional wave. But then there's like 63% of us that have undefined or open heart centers or will centers, and we're not meant to be making commitments at all. We have nothing to prove. So cut yourself some slack and say that you need a moment or two or three (laughs) before making that promise or that commitment. Because the last thing you want to be doing is using energy that you don't actually have. Number seven, cultivate a personal sense of self-worth, self-value, and self-love. Now, whether you have a defined heart or an undefined heart, this is something that we can all use more of. The more that we are doing that for ourselves, the more love and value we're able to convey to others. And hopefully that will inspire them to do their own work. Number eight, trust your own sense of timing. There are many places in the chart that have to do with timing and none of us have the same wiring. None of us are tuned in exactly the same way as the next person. So really leaning into what feels right about moving forward into action. That seems to be what timing has to do a lot with is the action step. And just really trusting your strategy and authority, your intuition, your body consciousness to let you know when the timing is right. Time is cyclical. It's non-linear. Maybe that's something to contemplate too. If it's not something that you've really thought about too much when it comes to timing, is what does time mean to you? Number nine, check in with your body regularly. Does it feel healthy? Do you feel sense of vitality. If not, do you need rest? Maybe you need that massage. Maybe you need to see your energy worker. Or if you do energy work yourself, maybe you need to have a little meditation session and clear your own energy. There's so much of the grind and hustle culture in the collective that a lot of us don't get enough rest. And sometimes, I know for myself, a 20-minute nap is like a total reset for my entire day. So give yourself permission to do that. Society tries to tell us that our worth is based on our productivity and that is the seven centered way of being. It's time to step into living the nine centered way where we produce and create out of joy, not out of lack, not out of fear, just out of this place of love and abundance. Number 10, if any or all of this sounds overwhelming, I highly recommend that you find a coach or healer like myself who can support you through this. There's so many layers to human design that it's impossible for me to cover them all here. And they all are so supportive of one's healing and spiritual journey. It's one of the reasons why I fell in love with this work and I would love to share that with you. So in closing, I would love to hear from you. Do you already know your human design, what about this episode was new for you. Out of the 10 things that I shared with you today, what's one that you could do right now? What's one that would feel the most supportive? some key takeaways from this episode. One, human design is the most accurate personality score you'll ever receive. Two, your undefined and open areas hold your greatest opportunity for wisdom. Three, it's time to stop living a seven-centered life in our now nine-centered world. Four, get a reading. Five, follow your strategy and authority. Six, surround yourself with people, places, and things that feel really good. Seven, cultivate your personal sense of self-worth and value. Eight, trust your own timing. 
morning. Nine, check in with your body regularly. And 10, find a coach or healer to support you. If you'd like to connect after this episode, you can find me in the Mad for Purple podcast group on Facebook or on Instagram at Mad for Purple. I'd like to invite you to check out a presentation that I did a few months ago called Human Design for Self-Actualization. This will be great for anyone who's more visual and enjoys a bit of storytelling. It's a combination of the first two episodes and it was a lot of fun to record so I'd love for you to check that out. I'll leave a link for that in the description. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you have a fabulous week and I will see you in the next episode.